Yo, yo, yo.
Yo, 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 what's good? What's good, everybody? Soul Kitchen Radio. It's Monday. We back at this thing. I'm your host, Big Old Measy, TGC, the great communicator. And uh, I mean, it really is the host with the most today for my boy Camacho. He at Disneyland, but he's still going to be on the thing. Who else we got on this thing? Holla. Brian's on the show. What's going on? I'm easy. What's, what's up? What's up, B? Who else on here? What up on me, Z? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Hey, I'm here. good, man. <clears throat> Word up. Uh, Word up. Uh, you ready? Is that Gail? Is Gail on the phone again? Yeah, yeah Gail. Gail got her phone again. fixation. Oh, what's see, up? What's not up? you again. God, I, should, I, just, I just kicked this girl <laughs> out of my place. That's what people usually say to me, not you again. God, are you Misha, are you Misha going steady now? Say what? Are you and Misha going steady? Say what? Are you and are Misha, you and Misha going, steady? going steady? Well, you have to ask him that deal, because I always tell people when they want me to talk about someone else that they have to ask the other person. Because I, I, I mean, you uh, the number. I, I seriously think you guys are going steady now. Let's talk about me. I don't are like you playing the homie hookup? Say what? Uh, so he's playing the homie hookup. He's trying to hook you up. Hook me up? No, I don't play. I don't like fishing too much. You know, uh, fish okay, is like okay, to... but, you know, slimy fish, worms. Yeah. <laughs> So what you got for what you got what you got for us today? I'm trying to convince them to come over to that new open mic on Wednesday on Clement Street. I went last week. I, I went over big. Let's put it that way. And what and what exactly did you do? I put on this skimpy for me little sparkly blouse with no bra. And the way I'm built, you can tell I have off. no bra. I just fell in the pool. I'm about to drown. Uh-oh. Uh, what was it? Yeah. yeah, well, and next time, this Wednesday, I announced I'm going to do a strip. It's not going to be a total strip. I'm not going to be naked. It's going to be like a comedy strip, you know? Are you, you going to get paid? Are what? you getting paid for it, or is it free? It's open mic. You so know, it's open, uh, open shirt. It's open shirt. No, my well, I'm gonna end up with less clothes on than when I start. But I'm gonna so start with a lot shirt. of clothes on. We'll put it that way. It's not really a a real script. It's a comedy thing. You know, uh, if you got a body like mine, it's a comedy thing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I've come up with a <laughs> with a new thing in life. You see, I have to go on a low fat diet because I have problem with my cholesterol. And I was eating for nourishment, you know. I was eating for emotional satisfaction. So now I got to find something else to replace it. So I got to dress like a prostitute. That's nah, my you new just take, life. You could just take you could just take some Lipitor, and that'll keep that cholesterol down real quick. You don't even but have to strip. But you don't know me. My doctors are always trying to shove medicine at me, and I'm always saying no, no medicine. I got a little medicine. I got off of all my painkillers. They were giving That's me good. Vicodin. I mean, okay, a lot cool. of people, they run around their whole life trying to score drugs, you know? I mean, me, yeah. they keep That's giving amazing. me drugs, and I keep saying no. I mean, okay. someone else well, would have got Vicodin, they would have milked that. Okay, I got rid yeah. of the Just say no to drugs. Just say no to drugs. Just say no to drugs. 
Let's do this. I know, but one guy uh, tell me, hey, you can get a lot of that stuff. You can get it. He can sell it for me. Like I. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, you only, you. you only get five minutes to shine on this motherfucker. Then you got to cut her off. You got to keep it pushing. You got to cut her off, man. I try to give everybody a little, like, you, you get your little time, time to say your little spill, you know what I'm saying? You know, even mm-hmm. on the gong show, you know, they, or, or on the, you know, the, the uh, Apollo, you know, they, they would already tap dance on that one. You just got to keep it short and sweet up in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so kiss it, baby. We go. Hey, gonna I want to warm it up by talking to Camacho so we can describe how it's looking out there in Disney World, Disneyland. Oh man, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. What, what's looking bad right now is the gas prices, blood. Two hundred dollars to, to drive. We, we <clears> drove <throat> on our own. Two hundred dollars worth of gas, but the other night, like fifty. It's it's like. Creeping up into the 60s right now, you know it's it's, it's nice out here. So well, you we, know, uh, you know, you know when you go to Disneyland, man, like you know, anytime you you know, obviously you you, you got to go, you got to budget it out. But you know, with these gas prices, man, they that's an extra that's an extra Slurpee and an extra you know some ears, some, like some Mickey Mouse ears that you could have bought. Like you feel me? Like they really truly do need to fix that though. Like seriously. Yeah, that, that, that's like almost five bucks though. Like it's almost five dollars, right? Four, just like four twenty-eight out here. Yikes! Standard shit, standard ass gas. It ain't even like it's the same ass gas that I was paying two dollars for. At least you got it like that, man. I got, I, you know, I got a, a you know, quote unquote, a luxury car that only take premium, and I got to put the the best of the best, you know, in that thing. And, and that's already almost at five dollars. So, you know, it's a Lexus. Yeah. You can pretty. They say you can cheat. Let, you can go in the middle. You can go in the middle. Let me tell you what I think about that because I worked in a refinery for hella years. For like eight years, I worked in the refinery making the gas. And so, to me, all the gas is made the same. I, I watched it with my own eyes. It made. It's all made the same. The only difference is there's a little, a little chemical saying. Say you take a bottle of water, a regular 20-ounce bottle of water, right, and you mm-hmm. put you put that is the premium additive into regular gas into a whole tank. You see those big-ass tanks of gas into a whole big-ass tank of gas. They put, like, one bottle of water of, of premium additive, and and there you have it. That's uh, That's what you get. You get the premium. So to me... <laughs> I I uh I just use the regular shit. I don't care what kind of car I got. I don't fall into that. But you know what's crazy? Like California, we've been paying higher prices because you know they we got the little uh, smog laws out here, so they got to put a little extra chemical in our gasoline so they burn a little bit more cleaner. So that already added like ten cents to it. That's why when I see the news and they be saying, you know, like. Certain places are cheaper. I'd be like, I don't know how the hell they cheaper over there, but then it'd be it's not in California. But it's a trip. Like when you go to Oakland, and you go like towards the airport, like anywhere like don't, that don't have access, like real access, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. That's when they gouge you. It'd be like, it'd be yeah, like yeah. four seventy five or four eighty five. You know the places you normally run out of gas at. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah, and they need, to fix, no, they need to fix that though. That's real talk. You know, and we yeah. can get into that late because if you got seen on my on I, I posted on your Facebook pages, we want to add a new segment to the show. Things that make you say, uh-huh. "Fuck." 
Yeah, that would be one of them. The gas prices would yeah, be probably really one. And I swear to God, I put eighty dollars in my car, and I said, "Fuck, it's not even filled." <laughs> <laughs> hey, either yeah. you gonna eat, you go put some gas in your car, though. Either you gonna eat, put some gas in your car. But you know what? That's not. That really don't. That's not stopping nothing because, you know, we just did a we did a show in Fresno. I guess they got they got this. This club in Fresno, off the chain, brand new, brand spanking new. Shout out to Fresno. Really shout out to the whole valley. You know, San Modesto, Stockton, all the miserable cities that Forbes said was miserable. Sacramento, like everybody been trying to do their part to pick up, pick it up. As far as you know, you know them calling it the miserable, the miserable, most miserable cities in the, in the United States. And um, they got a club out there in Fresno that's so off the chain. It looked like a club in Vegas, and I'm proud of them. For stepping up and doing that, just because you know people always mean there ain't nothing to do over here, and enough people keep saying that, then that's really do that are in the minds of the people that make your city seem like it's real do. So I applaud places like like Stockton with their brand new arena. I, I applaud them, you know, the different clubs in Fresno stepping up, people bringing money out there, and the valley is is probably on its way up. I can see that part, and uh, and it's looking like the Kings is is about to stay another year. We think. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, real talk. Yeah, so um, Kevin Johnson is digging in. He's doing his thing. He's trying to, he's trying to get. You know, he got the investors. He got the billionaire in his back pocket. They say they uh, they had a whole bunch of meetings. They brought the NBA out to Sacramento. They met on it. You know, they, he showed them the, the real yards and showed them the possibility of that an arena can come in. And you know, which is the truth because you know I, I stay here in Sacramento and I know. And if the real was downtown, it would bring a whole lot of foot traffic, a lot of people, a lot of traffic to old Sacramento. Like it would, the pride and the, and the, and the people that it would take to build it and all that, the city would be, you know, the feelings in the city would be up. So, shout out to Kevin Johnson for keeping it moving on that one. You know I, mean? I know I went on a tangent, but that was in my head. I had to get that off. Man, that's all good. You're doing one of those, man. Definitely all day. So I think we're going to have Dan Stoltenberg on the show. I'm talking to him. Hopefully he's going to come be coming on. What time is he calling? What's up? Uh, I don't know. I just I just I just spoke to him. He's a Braves beat writer, um, but uh, he's going to probably be calling here pretty soon. But um, uh, God, I had an interesting week. <laughs> What's up with you? Brian. Um, what happened? Fill us in. Pretty soon. Do what? Fill us in on your weekend. Yeah. Oh my God, my weekend! <laughs> God, my my weekends are every day at the story. I would just kick the girl out that was living with me. Um, she Already, just, I see you're half the man. I'm half the man. No, she she just she's just degrading me, and she's she's making she was making fun of the cougars upstairs, and and they came, and you know I'm went upstairs, and I was like, and the kids are like, dude, it girl, bitch. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I thought she'd be in the hundred dollars, and I'm not giving her sex because. I'm just not. I'm I'm going out. I'm outside and stuff with other girls, obviously. But um, you know, and she just was just such drama, and she was like, "You need to eat all your food. You don't eat all your food." I'm like, "I'm paying for the food. I can eat as much as I want." She's like, "Eat all of it." I'm like, "Are you serious?" She's like, the sh- "You need to shut the door when you shut the door when you take a shower." I'm serious. Are you like? I'm like, she's just like so weird. I'm like, she went to Columbia. She has no job. She, I mean, I'm like, yeah, she has a Mercedes. Good for her about that. But at the end of the day, she now no every guy keeps her out of a place. And I was like, yeah, I would her stay for a week, you know, give me kind of like see what happens. And I was like, dude, I cannot deal with this girl. 
I mean, I'm going out every night getting drunk, you know? Smoking she's your, is she, she, is she, uh, she's your significant other? Like, who is she to you? Um, well, she's a girl I hooked up with at a bar, you know? And I was, you know, I thought... No more drugs really, for that, man. But you no have to... I'm just, I mean, I only say that because anytime I hear a situation where a man complains about a female, it's obviously she yeah. got... She got good crevice or something. She got some money or something that's, that, yeah. that makes somebody stay in the situation. Otherwise, I would think that no. you would. No, dude, I have, my, you, I, have, I have my own place. I have my own studio. I was in her stay with me, basically. I was gonna, she was going to give me $100. I was by myself, um, you know. So, I mean, she she wasn't appreciating anything, and she was making fun of She was like, you have a girl coming over to cut your hair. She's a whore. You're getting any sluts over here? I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Like, you know, it's 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 my place. I can do anything I want to do, you know. And now, did, I went upstairs. Did she win a did she win a contest in order to live with you? I mean, it could have been any other. Yeah, woman. she she should uh, right. She, I mean, she's got all these girls, and I mean, seriously, she's not the best looking girl. I mean, she's looking at Gail. Okay, but, she's, got um, that. she's cute. I mean, she's she's not ugly, but her attitude makes her ugly, and no guys are going to deal with that bullshit. And I finally, Yo, finally, me, finally, yeah, right. Hey, look, uh, scan over that uh, two hundred one number right there. And see, see, what, see what that is. You see how I'm doing that for you? Right. What is that? Oh, that's, that's Dan. That's Dan. That's Dan, the baseball writer. So so let's, let's get into uh, to Brian's baseball dude real quick. Let's talk some baseball. All right. All here right. You, are. Okay. you are now tuned in to Soul Kitchen Radio Sports Show. Guys, you got hey, Dan Schausenberg. Dan, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you made you, my Dan? name a little bit more complicated, Schlossberg. Just two syllables. Schlossberg, Schlossberg. <laughs> sorry, sorry about you that. You got sorry it. About you it. got Thanks it. For call- Thanks for calling the sports radio show. That's awesome. Soul Kitchen Radio. Um, let's talk baseball, man. I mean, you know, I know you're a huge, diehard Braves fan. The Braves win in the Big San time. Francisco, where these guys are at right now. And they took care of business. They swept the Giants. Jason Hayward came out of his kidney uh, streak, had a nice little three-run homer yesterday. Freeman's starting to get the bats rolling. The pitching's looking good. The closers really stepping up, and Greg Kimball. Um, you know, what do you what do you think about this team? And you know, because I know you follow the Braves and you go to spring training games, and you're a huge Braves fan, and, and you're right, you're a baseball writer. So, yeah, you know, as soon as Dan Uggla starts to hit, that team is going to be unstoppable. I mean, look at Uggla's batting average; it's still way under 200, and he averages over 30 home runs a year and 100 RBIs. When he gets going, that team is going to be a juggernaut. Yeah, they have that potential. I mean, he's kind of like the Adrian Gonzalez of the, you know, the Red Sox. He's just in a new place and still kind of getting himself situated. And uh, I guess once those guys start hitting, uh, their teams will definitely start uh, adding the W's in their uh, records. Yeah, very much so. Well, I can vouch for anybody named Dan. They've got to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Dan Marino, uh, you know, Dan, you know. I mean, Ugo is an absolutely amazing player. I mean, they're great with the Marlins. I mean, he, you know, he set the records. He, you know, um, you know, trade for Amar Fonte and Mike Dunn and for Ugo. And Ugo, yeah, once Ugo starts hitting the ball and, you know, and maybe Chipro start coming around. And, you know, they're still, they're still kind of, if you agree with me, I mean, it's Gonzalez, the real guy for this job. I mean, there's a lot of question marks in Atlanta calling for his head. I mean, 
some of the you know questions that they you know have been doing and everybody you know then, but then people in Atlanta you know they wanted Bobby Cox out of there a long time ago. So what do you think about the the manager switch? I mean Bobby Cox is retired now. He's obviously probably watching the team, seeing how they're going to do. Um, what do you think about Gonzalez? Do you think he could be the guy well, there's, that's there's trying to obvious, another World Series? Yeah, there's some pretty obvious differences. One, for one thing, Gonzalez is much much younger, and he can relate to the young guys. The Braves are a pretty young team. You know, you take Chipper away from that team, and they're pretty much a, a young ball club. So I think it's good to have a young manager. But Gonzalez has made some strange moves. I mean. You know, not too long ago, the bases were loaded. Tommy Hansen's up with two strikes, and the order's a suicide squeeze. Well, Hansen missed the bunt. The runner from third was a dead duck, and the Braves lost the game 3-2. to two. So that, that was a, a blown call by the manager for sure. But I, I also like the fact that he, unlike Bobby Cox, is mixing up the lineup a lot. The guys, you know, keeps the guys fresh, gets all the, all the bench warmers, get starts once in a while, like Brandon Hicks yesterday. And Bobby Cox would just go with the same eight starters day after day after day, no matter how badly they were doing. But Freddie likes to keep everybody fresh, and that's a very big plus. That is a big plus. Dan, exactly what you do. You're, you're also you're a baseball beat writer. Do you follow other sports? I know you told me you've only followed kind of pretty much the National League. Um, you're basically a, um, well, but, well, I'm primarily uh, national, primarily National yeah. League guy, but I follow all of baseball. But I don't follow okay. any other sports. I've never seen a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup playoff or a Final Four or a Indy 500 or any of those things. But you go, you go to World Series games, sure. you go to all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh what, yeah, what do you think oh about yeah, winter meetings. Nice, nice. So you met Peter Gammons, you met Carl Ravage. I guess we'll you know, all fantasy stuff. football time, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything to do with fantasy football or professional football or college football. All baseball, all the time. Okay. But Dan, what do you what, what do you think about the Red Sox? What do you think about the Red Sox? Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm originally from Atlanta. I was going to work for the Braves. Diehard Braves, diehard Red Sox fan, and Braves fan. Um, you know, Misha's a Red Sox fan. Um, Omizi, I, I don't know, a Giants fan, and, and Camacho might be an Oakland fan or or Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, being a diehard Red Sox fan, and, and I don't know if you've been, you know, seeing how this team's going, but seeing how bad Carl Crawford has done, and, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, why did they pay him seven years, uh, $142 million, uh, is, you know, it's just a big question mark. And there's a lot of question marks about Adrian Gonzalez only having one homer and ten RBIs. You know, Adrian Gonzalez, is, as you followed him in San Diego, I mean, the guy's just a stud. He's, you know, MVP, I believe, and he's hitting so many home runs, and, do you think this, this this Gonzalez and Crawford thing, do you think it's worth it? Do you think the Red Sox made mistakes? Do you think they invested seven years? Uh, I think they invested seven years another $154 million in Gonzalez, too. I mean, Boston has the money. It's the city that has the money. But is this going to bring me? Is this gonna bring us a couple more you know, World Series champions, or do you think this team is overrated? Because right now they're 10 and 11. Uh, they just swept Cal, they just swept the Angels. I mean, John Lackey just had a great game, 7 to nothing. Uh, Buck Holtz is really struggling. Beckett looks amazing right now. Dice K had a two-hitter. I mean, they were calling for Dice K's head in Boston. They were ready to send him down to Pawtucket. And now Dice K has finally stepped up. What's your um, opinion on the Red Sox this year? I mean, you know, Misha's yeah, a huge these, Red Sox These guys fan. will get started. These, these guys will get mm-hmm. – in fact, they already did get started because they lost their first six games. And, you know, they're just about at 500 now. So when, when you lose your first six and you get to 500 so quickly, you're a really good team. Also, with Crawford, a guy who depends on speed, as Crawford does, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to shut this guy down. He's going to be fine. 
Gonzalez, it's just, you know, he's a power hitter, and adjusting to new pitchers in a new league is a little tougher. However, with that small ballpark in Boston, I mean, he's going to be just fine. And I think the Red Sox are, going to, are probably going to win, as everybody thinks they will. I've got, I got to give you an example. Uh, in Chipper Jones' rookie year, he had the date of his first major league home run was May 10th. That was, that, so, in other words, it took him about six weeks to his first home run. We're not even near that point yet. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's, there's just it's, it's, baseball's just like kind of wide open this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, as, as you know, you can break down the races right now. You got the Cleveland Indians in first. I mean, you got Jeffrey Cora, who who everybody in Atlanta loved Jeffrey Cora. I just picked him up on my fantasy baseball team. He's having a great year with the Royals. What is he batting? What is he at? Four home runs, 22 RBIs right now, batting 350, 360. And he's a guy that strikes out a lot. He's somebody that, you know, would never take a walk. I'm telling you, his discipline is absolutely amazing. He's a young cat. I mean, Ruff picked up a gem in Jeff Francois, and he went to the right team. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they definitely did. In fact, I was really hoping during the winter the Braves were going to get him back because the Braves are looking for a right-handed hitting outfielder, and he would have filled the bill. But, you know, they didn't do it. And Melky Cabrera is another one. The Braves released him. They didn't even treat him. They, had, they thought he had no value. He's doing pretty well for the Royals. And how about Bruce Chen with the Royals? There's another Brave who got away. Lefty. He's been, he's been around for everywhere. He's pitched with the Red Sox. He's pitched with, the, I think, the Cubs. He's, 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 been, he's been around. He's like a good – I mean, any, any left-handed pitcher in, in baseball, if you have an arm, I'm a lefty too, um, you're going to at least get a minor league contract if you have some kind of speed. That's just because lefties are so – um, you know, a lot of lefties are not uh, – there's not a lot of lefty good pitchers out there. You know, Scott Casimir is just – I mean, he's falling off falling off the face of the earth, and I understand why he's falling off the face of the earth. He's having some personal issues. But, I mean, you know, but getting back to the Braves, um, the Braves right now, I'll tell you, they're, they're, they went to San Francisco, they swept them. You know, they I think they beat the overrated Giants. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but – Oh, Hey, hey, hey. It's the no hate zone over here on the Giants, man. I can't let you get that off. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Brian Wilson, <laughs> you got I can't let him get that off, Macho. I can't let him get it off. Hey, no. I, hey, I, was, I was in the World Series for San Francisco. I brought you, you guys sound, the World Series. You, uh, you sounded you sound pro Braves, which is cool. It's your prerogative. But at the same time, okay. you, you, you're playing the anti Giants game. and. As the host of today's show, I, I cannot allow that to unfold. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I was here for the World Series. I supported the Giants. I'm with you on me, That's a good call, man. Give me yeah, a gas face. I'm not going to gas You think about, you think not, about the not, playoffs not, last you think about good. the playoffs last we year. Won the, we won the whole thing, so you can't hate this. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, but give me a chance to talk thing. here. Hey, Chipper right. Jones right. and Martin right. Prado had not been on the sidelines. The Giants would not have advanced past the first round of the playoffs last year. Right. The Giants would not have beaten the Braves if the Braves were, were normal strength last year. The Braves were a better team. They had two of their best guys injured. Yeah, if it was a fit. It would not have happened, and what happened is different. That's like if saying was if, a fit if, if, uh, team. That's like saying if John McCain could use his other hand, he would have won the president's <laughs> race. Well, actually, if John McCain had picked a decent running mate, he'd be president right now. Yeah, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. I'm going to give No, real talk. I truly believe that. They sabotaged that, John, right there. I'm glad you, you said that, you know, because uh, we're going to see how they come with the noise, and they seem like they're doing it all over again with the, the Donald Trump and the, and the uh, and Palin again. So it's like I don't know how you avoid that. Um 
but I digress. So, uh, but but uh, can I ask you a question about sure. the uh, Dan? Dan, I want to ask you a question about the. See, I, see, I'm every time I try to become a fan of baseball, which I am a fan of baseball, but but primarily I'm into football heavily, right? So okay. I, I'm on I'm on it heavy about these performance enhancing enhancing drugs, and the more and like when I was in, when I was in high school I was I did I wanted to play I played football but at the same time I feel like I could have played baseball if I really, really knew how much money these people was making like hundreds of millions of dollars cool but I, I went to school in, in Utah I was in Utah right so okay. a lot of people okay. a lot of people were using performance enhancing drugs. Uh, you know, to get big, just, you know, to get big to wrestle and, and a couple of them yeah, playing football, yeah. but at the same time. So I'm looking at it like how many people in the, in baseball use, professional, you know, enhancing drugs, and like Manny Ramirez, he he just retired, so he's out of there. Yes. So he just, yeah. he just, he just going to sweep himself away and go off into the into the pasture. Uh, they just spent a couple million dollars trying to convict, uh, you know, our boy in, in Frisco, uh, you know, so and and he's he's looking like he's gonna get off on that uh, that uh, thing. So I'm just looking at it like this: uh, as far as performance enhancing drugs, how many more people in the league are still doing it? Do you think it's clean now, or do you think that uh, like what do, what are your opinion on that part? It's definitely a lot cleaner than it was. I mean, we got to a whole era of about 15 years where all the top performances are, are just about many you know, virtually all of them, those guys were tainted. And I would really like to see all of their records stricken just the way the Olympics did it, you know, just the way Kennesaw Mountain Landis did it. You know, those records should be stricken from baseball. So Barry Bonds like is not all the all-time like home run king or the single like, season like, leader. Like Palmero, like put it like this, like the home run derby that when, when the league was coming back from the from the strike, right, and, then, and they had oh, yeah. that big home run derby with Mark McGuire, like, Whoever came in fourth place and was was not dirty, they should have won that. That uh, you know what I'm saying? They should have won that. Right? Don't you That's feel right. like that? That's right. And by the way, the year that Barry Bonds had 73 home runs, the Giants' home ballpark was the most difficult home run park in the majors for everybody else. How does that figure in? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm I think on, I just, I'm kind of on. Yeah. The, I don't really give a fuck uh, vote. Where you know, I think I think Barry Bonds was out there. He he was. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't play baseball. So I'm not in the major leagues. I'm not trying to get to all fame. But just as a fan, fan, somebody who watches baseball every now and then, I like to see the home run hitters, right? And and he was there to entertain people. Whether he did it, right? Well, he was. Right. He was. He was uh, jacking off with some with some cream or whatever, but. Whatever, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm saying is, all I'm saying well, is, I got, I got, I got one, I got a one word answer for you. WrestleMania. That's where it belongs. He ruined, he ruined baseball. Wow, you just took that right. I just had that in my head exactly just two seconds ago, and you said, you said it. That's, I, I mean, that's all I could think about it because at the end of the day, they use, they use the drug. Even let's say, okay, nine times out of ten. I don't know. Even I, I said this last week. Like I don't know how many of these new new players are even like. Do they even trip on being in the Hall of Fame? Like is it, is, it, is it even an expectation knowing that if I take if I take these performance enhancing drugs that I can get a hundred million dollars and and who cares if I get caught 
a year from now because I'm already I'm already cash in. Even though my whole season should be wiped out because I tested dirty, you know, like Sean Mer- Merriman from for the uh you know, for San Diego who won defensive player of the year. Like you you was on steroids. Like you should no longer have none of those records anymore. That's right. I agree sure. totally. I'd like to see all these records stricken just like Chulis Joe was stricken for gambling. And he yeah, wasn't even yeah. he wasn't even implicated. I mean I mean they suspected him, but he had three seventy five in the nineteen nineteen World Series. So was he throwing the series? Maybe not. You know what's wow. crazy uh, about th- talking about throwing the series? I was just reading some stuff about the Chicago Cubs, the other Chicago yes. team, that uh, supposedly through the series in uh, 1918 to to uh, my beloved uh, Boston Red Sox. And back then, you know, those guys, they uh, they weren't making a ton of money. And uh, when... They weren't working out and doing crazy stuff. They were just common, regular guys delivering milk or fixing roofs. They weren't really making all that much money. So they're just supposed stories of some of the guys on the team, uh, you know, getting $10,000 here and there to uh, not fully participate in the game. And uh, there's a pretty big chance that that might have happened. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah, there's a new book about that. I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah, pretty pretty wild. So I mean, I feel like and it also money... they, they said that that set the stage for the 1919 Black Sox that they were aware of what happened across town in Chicago, and therefore they were willing to also get involved, get some extra money because Comiskey was a real real skin flint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, a big cheapskate. deal. I mean, in the in the, oh, okay. in the first game, in the first game that they were playing each other, uh, they uh, what they said they refused to go on the on the field until their uh, um, people paid them to go play baseball. So they were really they didn't really feel like playing all that much. It wasn't yeah, really about amazing. the glory. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's where the first commissioner came from because Kennesaw Mountain Landis got the job in 1920. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. All these, all these little facts. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's it definitely seems like the money is the motivational factor for a lot of these people. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, it's, oh. speaking about the records and all that stuff, uh, it's it was sad to see the, uh, Manny Ramirez go out the way that he did, but I feel like towards the end of his career, yeah. he really was just playing for the money. Like, yeah, he got blue, caught for the second know. time, so, you know, he threw in the towel, literally. Yeah, but all these guys, yeah, they're never going to yeah. get in the Hall of Fame. None of these guys who are even suspected, even if they're not actually accused. And, and Barry Bonds was found guilty of obstruction of justice, and he can still be retried on the other three charges because it was a, a hung jury. He can still be retried. So he's not getting away so easily. Yeah, but they're spending a whole lot of money for him not to go to jail. He's not going to go to jail. So they, they spent a couple million dollars, and now – if they want to retry it, it's going to be the same thing. It's still going to be a hung jury, so they might as well just move on. And he needs to just move on because he's not going to get in the Hall of Fame. So everybody just needs to move on from that part and not even because they never, they're not going to turn over. I need to save the money. money. We have to use a scalpel and not a machete to reduce the deficit. (laughs) (laughs) Save the money. That's good. That was good. Hey, Dan, it's good to say, I mean, it's it's, good you said that because I, I just they just sent they just sent McCain out there. Uh, McCain went out there to uh, out there. Well, he was in Libya, I think, and uh, yes. you know he went to go t- he went to go walk amongst the uh, the rebels. 
and he basically said that uh, we need to, we as Americans or the United States need to do more and probably, uh, I, don't, I don't think he said send uh, send some soldiers out there, but a, a lot more air, you know, air support and a lot of more, uh, you know, more technical support, training some of those those rebels. So and it's, since it's coming from a Republican, it's coming from John McCain, maybe they can shut that part down and, you know, because they've been they've been on Obama so heavy, which they should be. It's it's a balanced thing. They should they should be heavy on them, but it's like <clears throat> it's good that McCain, because McCain is the go through. Like you know he you know he was a he was a, a soldier of war. So like you you know to some degree you know you can't really you got to go by what he's saying. So I'm glad they did. Oh that. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I, what about Syria too? I mean, we went into Libya because. You know, Gaddafi was was killing his own people. On Syria, they're doing the exact same thing, and we're not doing anything about it. Yeah, because um, I'm a huge you know because we got that oil, and we need that oil, and uh, you know, like if we go over there, we're gonna have to get they're gonna pay they're gonna have to pay us back, which we, you know, because nobody was talking about Iraq, which I thought we was gonna like gas prices should be like two something for what we did for Iraq and for Afghanistan, but for some reason they jacking up them prices so. We we just we just we just suffering, uh, but they know how to cloak and dagger it. They know how to cover it up. They, they know how to smile. They can really get on TV and smile and say gas prices are high, and we'll just keep on trucking because we tough and resilient. Because we think in our minds eventually the prices are going to start going down, which they are. I believe I don't believe it's going to get that high because we went through the same thing the year last year and the year before last. But it, we are still recovering, so it is going to take time. Uh, you are you are you a Republican? Uh, no, I'm I'm an anti-Obama Democrat. <laughs> I'm a Hillary Clinton yeah, Democrat. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, you know, I'm a human being. He, he did. He did. He, he went ahead and uh, he stole that from. Uh, he went ahead and stole it from Would Hillary. You get your off the air, please. I know, right? That's that's Camacho, oh, but I mean, why do you? It's like you said, uh, Sarah Palin was that thorn in, in, in McCain's back, and he tried to he tried to deal with it. So it was like you know, it's like it ain't mine. In their mind, look, in their mind, I truly believe they they thought Obama had no chance, so they had to bring a female in order to defeat to, to defeat Clinton, you know, Hillary. But it backfired, you know what I'm saying? Because that you know, whole I, thing. I think I think of that totally different. This is how I think of that. In my mind. They knew McCain didn't have a chance, and so they brought in Sarah Palin so uh, uh, a worthy Republican wouldn't be wouldn't lose the race. So they brought in somebody who they knew was going to lose, and and just to get it over with. That's what I think. Well, we didn't know Obama from a can of paint. We didn't know Obama from a can of paint. We didn't know Obama from a can of paint. So. We had we had no clue, uh, you know, until Oprah until he went on the Oprah show and said and and said his spiel, and she endorsed him. We didn't know we didn't know who he was until Jay Z, you know, Jay Z and and Kanye and all this started talking about him. We didn't know who he was. It was it was popular, you know. To I can't really just go with Trump with the with the he's the worst president ever. Like I'm still thinking the verdict is out between him and Bush. Like just re- realistically, but at the same time, it's like. He only he only he hasn't had opportunity to really get out because he's even when he was two years into the presidency, like he still hasn't have had a full opportunity in the in the cooperation from the other side in order to make the moves. Even though he did force the uh, 
health care bill, which I, you know, I, I wish he didn't do, but he didn't have no choice because that was the Kennedys who helped him get into office, and that was their baby. That's what they wanted him to do, and he had to do it regardless of whom or what. So, therefore, that's where we at right now on that part. But like I said, I, I digress. I don't. Um, I just uh, I don't know how. Darren, who do you think? Who you think? Who do you think? The Republicans are going to put in the forefront. You think they're going to roll with the uh, the whole uh, Trump thing, or you think it's a surprise waiting? I'm hoping there's a surprise waiting because I haven't seen anything that I like really. I'd like I'd like to see Mayor Bloomberg run, or even Mayor Giuliani from last time around. And you know, otherwise. Otherwise, I think Milt Romney is probably the best candidate. You think, he is, you think he's a businessman, right? For a Mormon? Well, I don't think that should be an issue. I mean, we've had a Catholic president. We now have a black president. You know, I don't think that's an issue anymore. We we just need a good president. That's what we have to get. No, Ooh. we said I said a Mormon. I said a Mormon president. You guys, president, you guys do like know a Mormon apocalypse. Apocalypse is among us, so I feel like we gotta. The next president we have is just going to have to, uh, you know, erase all the things that he didn't have before. So uh, we haven't had a female president, so it should be a female. Uh, we haven't, you know, we have, we have to speak on behalf of the little people, so maybe she, she should be a little person. Yeah, you know, about we already one, had about a black president. We're about two years maybe, away from maybe, having a Hispanic president. Like, yeah, maybe we get Freddie Patek to run. That, I mean, Freddie Patek was little. He's five foot four. That's true. Who was that? Freddie Patek. Remember the shortstop of Kansas City? Uh, Once had three home runs in a game. (laughs) (laughs) At Fenway Park, in fact, that was. That is true. So you think it's nice. You know, that would be cool, though, if they had more of a... I mean, it doesn't have... So you know, like back in the days, they had a more of a spectacle type show. Yeah. Had, like, how do you feel, how you feel about uh, boxing? You know, try to get people to come off the ballpark. I don't really think do that as much anymore. Hey, Dan, are you still there? Yes, I am. Dan, um, dude, it's, it's, it was so awesome. Um, I would definitely want you to come on more. I mean, you're you're definitely an inspiration, and um, you know your sports, you know your baseball. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you got to put in a plug for my book. Got to put in a plug for my book, The 300 Club, Have We Seen the Last of Baseball's 300-Game Winners. And by the way, you mentioned a little while ago about left-handed pitchers. Jamie Moyer, who burned out his elbow and had Tommy John surgery that he paid for himself, he's going to be 50 years old next year. He wants to come back. He's got 33 more wins to get to 300. I hope he does it. I I wish I could pitch in the league. I'd be playing baseball today. I mean, baseball is – people don't realize He almost did it. Ernie Mack. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but if, if Jamie comes back, it's going to take him about four or five years, but he'll be 55 before he ever reaches 300, if he can get that far. Hopefully he'll be alive. You know who I miss? I, I, maybe we all took him for granted, but, man, I, I miss seeing Randy Johnson uh, in baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the dominant Randy Johnson. Yeah. I mean, they're just – like the other day, Ray Holiday, he struck out 14 guys, and apparently that uh, that ties his career high. And I was a little surprised that that's his career high. And, I mean, maybe he just got spoiled with Randy Johnson because he would just mow down guys. I'm not exactly sure what his career high was, but I feel like he, he got way more. He was 20. Fortune. He had 20. He was 20? He was 20? He, he, fed, he got 20 in a nine-inning It was an extra-inning game, but he had 20 in the first nine. 
You think that I think, time, I think New York and Kerry Wood. You think yeah. New York might have jacked him up when he made that move to New York? Yeah, but he was very disappointing here with with the Yankees, and that's why he went back to Arizona. It was yeah. like it seemed like he was like the first day he was out there when he was walking in Times Square, and he was like, leave me, he was like, leave me alone, and then they automatically started reporting like. Uh, if you're in New York, you better be prepared for this. And then he had to apologize. And ever since then, it was like, man, get me up out of here. Yeah, he got into a fight with a photographer his first day in the city. Right, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. New York's not the easiest place to play. Yeah, I don't don't want to get into a fight with somebody who's 6'10". Yeah, the big unit. Yeah, the big unit, that's right. And what about Roger Clemens? He's another guy like Barry Bonds. I mean, Roger has seven Cy Youngs. Barry has seven MVPs. Neither one is going to the Hall of Fame. Nope. Neither one. No, I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna see Barry Bonds. You're gonna see Manny Ramirez. You're not gonna see Jose Canseco. You're not gonna see Sammy Sosa. I mean, you're probably not gonna see Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame. A lot of these guys. You're not gonna see A Rod in the Hall of Fame. Alex Rodriguez. I mean, I don't know if Jerry Jeter's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't put up Hall of Fame numbers, but he is. Hey, it's a it's a it's a ripple effect, like. If you you can't have one without the other, so if you take out if you take Bonds out, it's the ripple effect. You gotta take all these scouts out. My, yeah. Mark McGuire, I don't even know how he got it. He ended up getting another job. He get a, he got a job working for St. Louis as a hidden coach of yeah. all things. It's like it's just out of hand. How you know? And that that just shows the dichotomy. That shows the, you know the difference of the whole situation. Is like here you are. You one person is getting ridiculed and persecuted, and on the other hand, he got a job. And, you know, and he right back, and he right back in the mix. So, I don't know. That's, I just feel like the money wise, I just feel like money wise, all these hundred hundred million dollar people, everybody that took those drugs, took the performance enhancing drugs, they all had hundred million dollar contracts, and that's out of hand to me, because that's cheating of the utmost. You not only cheated the game, but you cheated for, for profit. But at the same time. When the ratings for the for the league was low, like you came through and saved them, so it's like you were the sacrificial lambs for the league. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. By like, the way, I the really Cardinals are like leading the were... major leagues in hitting, so McGuire must know something. Arlington <laughs> is on a on a tear right now. You know, Abapool. Yeah. You know, in his contract year, I mean, that's an interesting thing. Where's Abapool going to go? I mean, are the Yankees going to? Possibly move to share it to DH and try to go after Pool? So the Red Sox going to. Maybe give it to Ortiz and go up to Paul's as a DH because, you know, Paul's might be a good DH. And he, I mean, I think he's a great first baseman and he's young. I mean, he's like 20, I don't know how old he is, 28, maybe 29. But, um, I mean, Paul, no, he's actually 31 now. God, we're not getting older. Yeah, I think but, the um, Cubs are the number one target. Yeah, I think they're the Or I should say the Cubs make Albert their number one target. You know how many home yeah, runs he did in Rickley right Field, by the way? <laughs> he's hit a lot. I mean, probably, what, 100? Am I right? Close. <laughs> I, I bet he. I, I bet he would break Barry Bonds' record playing in Wrigley Field. With or with or without the drugs. <laughs> well, nobody's accused <laughs> Albert yet, although there have been rumblings. But he always he vehemently denies it. I don't like to gas. I don't like to gas nobody no more. Like you can't gas nobody in this league no more because it's, they got them cycles where they go off and they go on. So being at the being at the the, the, the you know we just started. We can guess all we want, but half, you know, halfway when it's when they get to you know deeper into the season, and then, you know them legs start hurting, and you need that edge, then we'll see. Right now, it's just I, just I starting. You don't know if they if they off their cycles. 
You know what I mean? They might be off their cycles and they might be coming back, you know, fresh. But halfway when you get down, you know, I don't know. So I don't like to gas. I'm not gassing no more players up, no more tennis players up, no more track stars up. I'm I'm, I'm just going all across the board, no basketball. Well, I thought LeBron started to get a little small, but I think he put a little bit more weight back on. So he's smashing now again. So maybe they let him get back on his dose. But at the same time, uh, everybody else is, 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 is ordinary and back to normal. Well, now, here's how you can tell. You take the rookie card of a guy like Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire and see how thin they were, and then you look at their heads. Just look at their heads. If their head gets bigger as they get older and their numbers get better, you know something ain't kosher in the state of Denmark. <laughs> That's a yogi line. I want everybody to go online and uh, – Look at Dan's book. I mean, he has an amazing book out there. I think we should all go out and purchase it. How much is it? Thank you. Know you. Know it's, uh, on, on Amazon, it's out less. So if you go to Amazon.com and okay. or, or check out the Facebook page, 300 Club, 300 Club on the on Facebook, you'll find it. Hey, and there's a direct link to Amazon. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to find Ooh. your book on Amazon, and I'm going to post it up on SoulKitchenRadio.com. So everybody can go to SoulKitchenRadio.com, and they can get it. It'll be on the front page. That'll be great. Thank you so much. We'll do that. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Thanks for calling in, Dan. in, man. Dan, you've been wonderful on our show. Yeah, Keep calling you go, in. I got something for you, man. Before okay, you go, thank I you. I appreciate you from, it. Uh, this, this is from the, last, from the last election. Here you go. She's hot. She's sexy. And she kicks butt. The all-new Sarah Palin action figure with Kung Fu fingernail grip. From her handsome buckskin knife to her designer eyewear. Everything on the Sarah Palin action figure is authentic, raw, and ready to take on the world. Look, Nuclear warhead, get 8 I'll adjust her lipstick shade, tassel her hair, and bam. Nuclear disaster averted. Hockey moms, this is a must-have gift. The Sarah Palin action figure. Not available in Alaska. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, man, thanks for for calling in, man. Appreciate you. Okay, that was great. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. And be sure to tell everybody to go to SoulKitchenRadio.com to pick up that book. We got it there. And follow us on Twitter. Okay, so I didn't get a chance to ask you guys. Did everybody get a chance to go to the to the website? Yeah, I did. Really good. Brian. So did everybody get a chance to go to the website and see it? Yeah, that was tight. I've seen it. Okay. Now I hit you back instantly. That was dope. Yeah, and then, and your song comes up right away. And you know, if you click on your on if you click on Big Omizi's name or you click on my name, you go straight to our Twitter page and you can follow us on Twitter. So right. make sure you hit make sure you hit com. No. Brian, what's up? Brian, did you see the Soul Kitchen Radio page? I've been showing it to everybody. People are dropping people's panties are dropping down here in Florida. It's so great. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It's really good, man. I'm showing it to everyone, you know. I'm just in you're a bar, not, random bar. You're not at the people. nursing home, right? You're not yeah, no, 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 I'm I'm kind of I'm 40 and up right now. <laughs> 40 year old, maybe 22 year old. The gay guys are really loving That's it. Good. They love Misha, though. They 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 love your hair. They think they think you're a yeah, sexy Russian. My my Russian friend saw you and he just fell in love. 
You like girls. Hey, uh, hey, let me let me tell you guys something. Guess who who just started following me, Omizi, on Twitter, out of nowhere. Flavor Flav just hit me out of nowhere and started following me on Twitter. Shout out to Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Come on, I was going to go on that show for New York. I was going to go on for New York. I was an alternative to go on that show. Interview for I think they only want women for that show, though. No, no, no. Uh, you know Flavor Flav in New York. Yeah, so in honor of Flavor Flav following me, I want to I wanna bring in this little montage of Flavor Flav, and we're going to talk a little bit about his chicken spot, so check this out. Check this out. Boing. Hello. Rapper Flavor Flav was arrested in a Bronx apartment building on November 1st. Bring that beat back! You is the black you have not. And here we go, Flavor Flav, man. You guys know he's uh. He's got his new his new chicken. Yeah, Lee, you know Flavor Flav got his new uh, his new chicken spot called FFC, and it's right next to KFC. And so we sent Mike out there. Mike got a chance to talk to him and and take down some stuff from his from his interview. And this is what he said. So listen up. I want to thank everybody for coming out and um, just thank y'all for the swarm welcome that I'm getting here, you know what I'm saying, in Clinton, Iowa. I mean, I'm overwhelmed right now, you know, and I'm just over-delighted, I'm overjoyed, I'm over-grateful. I promise y'all a, a very, very successful 2011 with FFC. And not only that, but a lot of people say, wow, Flav, you got, you got heart. You're opening up your chicken spot next door to the Colonel? <laughs> wow, you gotta have balls for that, huh? <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to beat him out, I'm not trying to run him out of anything. I just believe in my product just as much as he believes in his. And I really feel that mine can be just as big as his one day. So I'm not scared to open up against next to the Colonel. <laughs> That's right, Colonel. Watch out. There's a new guy in town. Flavor Flay. Yeah, Flay. Yeah, Flay. What's your name? What's your up to? Um, I, I'm here in Florida. It's great. The weather's great. We're going to the beach in a little while. South Beach? <laughs> yes. And no one has done to your head forcing you to be on the radio? What'd you say? No one's got a gun to your head 
forcing you to be on the radio today? He's not forcing me, no. I'm volunteering. Oh, okay, okay. I saw the site. I saw the site. It's cool. All right. Thank you. Great. Hey, uh, hey, Omizi, right there, that 213 number, that, that's our man from last week. He he, he was stuck in traffic in L.A. With, and losing his phone. <laughs> He kept losing a signal on his phone. I'm having his people call me, and they're like, oh, my God, did he get on the wow, line? Did he get mean? on the line? Man, oh. let's, let's, let's get an applause for this guy right here. Do what? <laughs> Yo, what up, man? <laughs> this is Kilo, man. <laughs> Kilo, what it do? Man, you know, it do its thing, man. I'm just out here in Cali enjoying the sunshine. I'm Crenshaw, oh, eating surprise. Hey. Welcome to welcome to Soul Kitchen Radio, man. Yes, sir. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. So keeping that uh, hip hop going, man. Yeah, keeping that hip hop going. What you what you what you listening to these days? Man, I, I'm really I'm always back in the crates, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of the new stuff that's out, but I, I stay in the crates, so. I listen to a lot of the 90s stuff and the 80s stuff, the earlier, you know, hip-hop stuff. So I stay on my A-game, you know. The 90s music is coming back. Do you seeing it? Oh, man, everywhere, man. But you know what's good? It's really just that spirit of hip-hop, you know. It's just crying to come out, man. You know, right now we entered into a, a rap stage. Everybody yeah, wants too. to rhyme. A bunch of rhyming words that have no meanings. But, you know, we're going back into that hip-hop that... that that music was feeling and so, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's what it is. Right, because there's so much stuff out there for you to talk about, you know, and it's, and it's like the system is creating a lot of a lot of information, a lot of things for you to talk about, you smell me? So uh, we appreciate you for calling in today. Oh, man, thanks for having me, bro, you know. Yeah. I love, that, what you I love your song, man. I love that song you sing. Look, you know, let me tell you this. Let me tell you something, Kilo. I didn't. I, I knew that that hit. I wish I was a little bit taller. Was a huge it's hit, taller. right? But, yeah, but you know what? I, I just realized last week when we was waiting on you to call in, Brian, who is our uh, I call him our local white guy on the show. He was like, I can't <laughs> wait for that guy, Kilo, to call in. And just then I realized I put you in in the category of of the the white hip hop. That crosses over, like with the with the young MC and the drop bass and DJ Easy Rock, where all the white people in the rock clubs listen to that song. They do, man. That's true. It, uh, yeah. But I tell I tell you something though, man. Out here, um, we had a club called A Good Life that was real big in the '90s, and a lot of cats came out of there. Myself, Ahmad, Freestyle Fellowship, Farside, Souls of Mischief. It was a uh, oh, um, uh, Volume Ten. Uh, even Corrupt came out of that club. And that's the underground hip-hop spot. I wish was written and performed for that club before anyone. Oh, it, it was an underground joint. I was huge in the underground before I blew up. And I wish took off and went worldwide and went mainstream, but that was an underground joint. But you got two, you got, you got, you got two Grammy nominations, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise yeah, nominated for Grammy. Yes, you went up there. You put the you put the suit on, and you went on here and went to the spot. Who was? Can you remember who who was in the category that you was nominated yeah. for? Who else? Uh, Coolio. That was Coolio. With the Gangster Paradise. 
Gangsters Paradise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They won that one. And congratulations yeah, that was to them, too. That's my, that's my partner. Yeah, that was a big that was a big record. So you was up you was up that was a big heavyweight record right there. Oh man, to be out at that time in general, it was nothing but heavy hitters, man. You know, Pac Pac was out, you know, Biggie was out, you know, we was out touring together. Everybody was out touring and it was just the energy in the air, man, was just it was really really different, man. Really different. Really hot. Yeah. You know, I remember I remember uh me and you and your mom kicking it up at up at uh, KSFM in Sacramento. You remember, what was it, 93, 94, you was up there? It was, it was me, yes, you, and your mom, and we were just talking for like, we must have been talking for like a couple of hours because we were doing the interview, and uh, and I always remember, I remember, yes, oh, that dude, his mom is his manager, and that's yeah. that's when it first clicked to me back then. I was yeah, like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Well, well actually, uh, my mom's was not my manager. Um, oh, she actually never was. Nah, I just like I, back then she just, she traveled with me sometimes back in the day when I was doing. I wish I used to like having the round come out. You know, yeah. she never seen that. I always told her I was gonna blow big, and once it happened, I like for her to come out and you know just you know enjoy it. You know, so I'm glad you brought her to Sacramento that yeah. day because that that was that was cool meeting her and stuff. She oh, was making sure. She was making sure. She was out there making sure you stayed on you stayed on your toes, right? She didn't trust nobody at that particular time. She wanted to make sure you you know oh, she was looking out for you. That's right. You can't trust nobody in this business, man. You know that. You oh, <laughs> especially in the, in the hey, especially in the mid nineties. You know, what I'm saying around ninety five, it was going down. You know, they was oh, they yeah. was looking for somebody. Yeah, it's even worse now though. These 360 deals, I tell you, man, what they do to artists, man. God bless them. You know, I, I tell them keep their independence, man. Keep your independence and do for self. You know, I did my album in my bedroom. I produced I Wish by myself. Nobody did that for me, and uh, the label promoted, marketed, and it blew up. So wow, if I had to put money into it, promote it, market it, hey, maybe the same thing would happen for me, right? Right. So that what so, you would just burn it up right now. Oh, yeah, Burning Up. Yeah, this is from my new label, Skilo Music. I've been working on this uh, all the time. You know, a lot of people have been wondering, where, where have I been? Where am I at? What am I doing? How is he coming back? Is it going to be a, you know, return album? No, it's a company now. It's a label. It's bigger than just artistry. I'm looking for artists to put on. I'm trying to keep that spirit of hip-hop going. I'm trying to keep that good music going. So we're looking for artists to put out. I got a few under my belt, and we're looking for more, you know. But, yeah, it's all independent, man. Yeah. How we doing? Okay. Yeah, that independent, that independent lick is where it's at. That's especially nowadays. It's like everybody got a, you know, back in the nineties, mid nineties, everybody was doing the buzz benches. Everybody was doing, you know, the fat effects and all that kind of stuff. The t-shirts. It's going back to like the t-shirts and having your name on your t-shirt, your name on your hats. You know what I'm saying? Walking around to be visible at all times. Um, but now you you lived in you lived in New York, right? Yeah, I live quite a few places, Chicago, New York. You was I was born, born in, Chicago. in Chicago. Right. I lived in New York for several years, and then I, I, I came to Cali, and I've been to Cali the longest. You came to Cali and got turned out. Turned out. Right. Turned out the game. Turned out that yep. sun. You seen them palm trees in that sun, <laughs> and then chick, chicks walking around. Hey, chick, hey where else are you going to see chicks roller skating in a bikini? That ain't you know, talk about you'll see that nowhere else but Cali. You know what I'm saying? Real smoke. And there's smell everywhere. There's no place <laughs> like it, man. No place like it. Yeah. 
Hey, so what we, what yeah. we looking what we looking for in the future with Whiskey Low? Oh, man, you know, you never know what to expect. Just keep looking for more surprises. One thing you can uh, be sure of, man, we're just going to keep keeping it 100, you know, the truth. It's always the truth with me. I never give you no music that, that has no meaning to me and it's never for money. It's always for the passion and the love of the music. And that's that, you know. That's, you know that's, what, that's like I, like I, I love hearing that from like artists I, because nowadays you don't get that. Everybody thinks they're going to get rich quick. Everybody thinks they're going to get a platinum and, and ride around with P. Diddy or 50 Cent and, yeah. and have a million followers on Twitter. Come on, man. Get off of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that overnight success, that microwave stardom, that is not the business, man. Your career will be over just as fast as it starts. We look for the longevity, songs that last forever, business that lasts forever, and the kind of business that lasts forever is fair business. So, you know, that's what it's all about, man. That's hip-hop. Yeah, because your, right. your, um, your song, your song that, that I wish, like, like people would be like, oh, man, when hit one, but I'd be like, it's like this is how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Like when when this is how you do it, come on, like instantly it's twenty eleven but you instantly gonna be transformed. Like if you from that era, you're gonna go back instantly. You're gonna dance and everything. So it's, I wish it's that same type of song. Like when that mug come on, you know what I mean? Like I I knew exactly yeah. where I was. You know what I mean? I was you know, I, I was you know, I was downtown sack, I was a bouncer and I but I actually do remember I remember you, you did a show in Stack. I was doing security at, in my mind, though, I got three kids and a wife and everything, but in the back of my mind, it's so fresh. And it was like, he's not getting he's, he's not getting out the car. Until, it was something. I can't remember what it was. He was in the limo. He was in the limo. He was in the front of the, of the venue. And for some reason, he would not get out of the damn car. But I think you ended up getting out the car. Wait a, minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was this Atlanta? No, this was Sacramento. No, this Sacramento. was Sacramento. Yes. Sacramento. Hell yeah, he was he was in the limo, yeah. and it was like it was like he was not getting out the car. I, I think he was trying. Maybe he was trying to get your bread. I don't, I don't know if the promoter had your money or it was something like that. Hey, but it was, but, but the, I think you ended up coming in and rocking it, you know what I'm saying, and doing your thing, and it was big. The whole night ended up big because you know I think it really was just a matter of the promoters that had your scratch. Yeah, you they must have did but the right it, thing because we don't perform. And I they do, do right remember thing. that was Mom's. Mom's was like, man, no, he ain't getting out of the car till some Skrilla, some Skrilla comes out. Now, now, now that 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 tells you the longevity of me and Omizi, man, because that was what '92. Or ninety three yeah, or something was, or ninety four when that was happening. Well, that's when, man, they, when the song was popping. So it was back that time. We we all wanted to see him. Say, I, I wish I was a little bit taller. And we was like, hold on, man, he got to get up out that car. I think it was some gangsters in the building, Smoke Park Bloods, and they was like, yeah, man, we take this thing home for He finna get out that car. <laughs> you know, Sacktown was hot back then. Sacktown was real hot back then, like. You know, gangbanging was at an all-time high. He was baby L.A. out this way. You feel me? So it was like, yeah. that was real big. So, you know, we had a whole bunch, we've had a whole bunch of, this is when it was cow, really cowbells and shit jumping off, like, you know what I mean, the sack. So that was, for you to come, and we seen you on MTV and all that, that was big out, out this way. So I'm glad you got out the car, though, because it was going to be problems. <laughs> yeah, I, you better get out here and perform. <laughs> yeah, you no doubt, so, so, uh, yeah. so how tall are you now? You say what? So how tall are you now? Ah, oh, 
I'm five five, man. I'm five five, five in. Okay, okay. Well, you still money beers. You still money beers. That's good. Okay, hey, that'll be the collab though. Have you have you and your money B worked together? I actually that's my homeboy. We we just got through talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, good, but I will good. tell you, I will tell you, um, myself, Domino, Candyman, uh, and Rapping Forte uh, have come together on, on several ventures that you'll probably be seeing in the future too. Uh, and it's called the Rap Pack. Um, we got we got some stuff uh, we working on too. At the same Man, time, I want to shout, yeah, right. shout out. Hey, hey, shout out Ed Waterford for putting all that shit together, man. Ed is down there in L.A. doing his thing, an independent video show. Shout out oh to gosh, Ed Waterford, man. Yeah, oh, yeah Ed Waterford, uh, here, president, president of marketing for Skilo Music, man. Ed Waterford, make you go. You know what I'm saying? So Is that right? That's my guy. Oh, that's big. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my guy, man. And you know what? After, after, after the show last week and you didn't call in, he didn't even know you didn't call him, but he called me right away and was asking how how the interview go, you know. And and Alita Turner the same thing because she's she's working it up in sack. So so you yeah. know, shout out to them. And they're working hard for you, dog. I want to let you know that. Yeah, I know. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and it's not like me to miss the interview, brother. I, I truly was in a in a zone. I couldn't call you, so I was like, wow. Hey, Skilo, Skilo. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you what Camacho did? <laughs> people. Look, when people when people don't when they fake on the show and they don't show up, we got this thing uh, called the gas face. We got this thing called the gas face. Listen, listen to this. <laughs> so look, so when you didn't come on, you know how many gas faces you got. <laughs> <laughs> That's scandalous. That's scandalous. Hey, but I knew. Yeah, hey, but I knew. I was like, man, I was like, the macho man. <laughs> Hey, you can go to focusradio.com, Skilo. Go onto the show page and and click on the one that has your name on it, and you can listen to the whole show and all the gas faces I gave you, man. I'm gonna keep it real. I, I did. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you, you for keeping it 100. I, if it was under any other circumstances, and I would have deserved it, I would have been glad to hear it either way. Right, so let's talk about this. Burn it up, man. Let's get into that real quick. What's that? Let's let's uh let's bump this burn it up. Let's talk about it. Tell us how how it came about and stuff. Oh yeah, burn it up, man. Uh, first single from the new uh, upcoming album, Fresh Ideas. Uh, it's just basically just bringing in that that um feel good sound that we haven't heard in so long. You know, let people know yeah, summer's coming back in. We about to heat things up, and this is the first single from that album, Fresh Ideas, burning up. Hey, yo, hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Big O'Measy, TGC, the great communicator. Sick with the lieutenant, sick with the deputy, the whole thing, man. And you tuned in to Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah. Yeah, baby. There it is, there it is. Who can keep his gang tight Get the job done And his money in the same night And I'm the type of 
that there are people overseeing this that's choosing who comes out, what comes out, what you hear, what you like, and that's what we got to take back, our freedom. Hip-hop is, is a culture. We decide what the culture is. Nobody decides for us what the culture is. You know, so we can't allow anyone to to feed us just one style of music. We got to bring diversity to the game. We got to embrace diversity. We should be listening to all of our rappers. How dare we not listen to KRS-One no more, Run DMC no more? How how dare we, you know? I mean, you listen to Country Western, they got Brooks still forever doing shows, forever people listening to that music. What's up with hip-hop that this one music is a disconnect? that we're not appreciating those past artists that have paved the way for the artists of the future. And what's and what's the disconnect from the present artists that they don't have the history and the relationship with those artists? Somewhere we got to bring that together because when that when those two join, man, hip-hop will be it – can, it can start where it left off at in the 90s and move to where it was going to before it was interrupted. And what's the and what do you feel? What's the end game with hip hop? Like you feel you feel like twenty twenty that people cats still gonna be rapping? Like you know you rap about you. I know as long as as long as as long as cats is broke, you know, and, and cats is still in the hood. As long as cats is still in the hood, it's always gonna be something to rap about. As far as that, you know, ever since don't push me because I'm close to the edge. You know, back in the days, like people have always been rapping about, you know, you know, test of fortitude and the trials that they go through coming up in the hood. You know what I mean? That's that's really and you know music is supposed to get you and help you help you help you elevate yourself away from those situations. So how you feel? How you feel like? You know, saying with these new rappers, like you know, it's not a personal. You don't you know you're not as personal with those people. Like you don't know about them. Like how Kamacha was talking about you know your moms and I was talking about moms and and we you know like people like these new cats you don't know nothing about them because they manufactured. So it's like. So you already gonna be, you know, eventually you end up dismissing them after they have made a shitload of money, you know, and and like right now it's coming back to the real. It's, it's we going back to the tried and true cats like Skilos, cats like you know the fat folks that we know, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, they doing this, they in this culture for the long run. It ain't just no fly by night. They didn't just do it, you know, for the energy because it was fun to them. You know what I'm saying? How you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you hit it dead on the nose, man. I mean, in all honesty, I'm just not in it for the money. I mean, the money means nothing to me. God is sufficient for me, you know. But but what this music does and what I see it do for people is connect people around the world. And, you know, you look at where the world is today, man, this is something we need hip-hop right now, you know. And, and more than ever, this is, this is a real science. You know, for years, you could not disrespect a woman and call her the B-word because her brother, her father, and all her family will whoop you. But because of music and over time we become desensitized to that. We sisters we call beasts the B word so much that it's it, it, they're calling themselves the B word. What changed that? Is music. The music. It's a science, man. It really affects people. It really affects our lives, how we live. It's a, it's the tone and the atmosphere, if you will. You know, uh, music is is what we is feelings that you hear. You know, so what kind of feelings we putting out there in the world? Because I, I looked on YouTube and I saw gangsters in hoods that I'm surrounded by that's talking about they want the rappers to put positive messages in their music because they really live in this. And while they're playing with it, it's really happening out here, and they're creating soundtracks that perpetuate the situation. So, I mean, hey, eventually but, but somewhere they... we got to take responsibility. But it's like they once, 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 you know, once, once the OGs endorse them, 
and give them that and give them the ability to you know to carry that flag, then they take it and run with it, which is cool because you know they, yeah. they get to be on the tour bus with them and ride with them and, and go to the shows and be on stage and and keep the flag waving. But at the end of the day, when somebody's head get busted, you know, like I you know you know I get down, I, I, you know I, I was sick with I, I performed with forty, you know what I mean? And it's like you know it's like a lot of times like it's it was a shooting it's, it was a shooting in uh, Denver. You know, we did a show, and it was a shooting, like, dude got shot in the parking lot. And then in the newspaper, they was like, oh, you 40-man sighted, right? Woo, woo, woo. It was him, gangster rap, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, it's that baggage that you end up carrying with you. But at the same time, I'd be like, I tell 40, like, man, that ain't on you, bro. Like, because some crazy motherfucker mm. want to be in the parking lot, and he want to bust somebody in the head over something that, you know, maybe a chick or maybe it wasn't over no bread, it wasn't over no money. So I'd be like, you know, but that's. But with hip hop, you always carry that, you know, you carry that stigma on. But like, but when MTV yeah. had the, uh, when they had the little, the little freak nick and, and females was getting raped out there, you know, then they, they don't want to talk about that, you know what I'm saying? So it's right. like, right. But we all, but we always know our back is always in hip hop. Our back is always against the wall. That's our comfort zone when, when, when you know, when it's rough and it's tough and it's hard. You know, it's like right now. Don't nobody need to be on the radio. Like that's gonna make you hungrier. Cause I remember when 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 Forty wasn't getting no play. When it was times when he'd be like, "Man, pull off the freeway, take us to Camiel. Man, these cats ain't playing me. Man, I, I got I got to holler at these cats." But it was like that made Forty hungrier. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm a witness to know that the not being played on the radio gave him that hunger to be like, "Yeah, they're gonna be on me like they own me eventually, and I'm and they're gonna have to pay me like I weigh." You have you know. So when you go when you go about it with that mentality. It's like you know, but it, but just like you said, like the the you know, the hip hop is like the new WWF. Like you know, you got everybody clicking up. You, uh, Rick Ross clicking yeah. up with his, with his thing. You know, a Diddy got his. You know, everybody everybody clicking up again. And it's gonna be and and because if you got them friendships, like it was in the '90s, you know, all the rappers was friends with each other. Like all them people you just named, Hotel yep. and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back then in the nineties, everybody was friends. Everybody was eating. The pool was not too shallow. The pool wasn't shallow yeah. for everybody to swim. Everybody was able to do their thing. That's why when you had Summer Jam, you had twenty artists performing. You smell me? And nobody was mad that Biggie was headlining because at that particular time, that's what it was. Like you know what I'm saying? You wasn't mad. So, you know, we gonna get back to that area as long as everybody keep it authentic and organic. These youngsters got to take their ass back to school and get an education, and let these OGs pick up the mantle and carry it where it need to go. You smell me? Yeah. Wow. What does that I, mean? You know, I started I started rapping in New York, man, when I was younger, when hip hop was still at its birth stages, when Run DMC and UTFO, Houdini, Curtis Blow was all doing their thing. So I got to absorb that spirit, that culture and to see what it was about. And they were all friends. They were all brothers. They were all helping each other and putting each other on. And that is what fueled this whole thing and took it to the 90s to that height until it was interrupted and changed to something else. Now, that's the same spirit that's going to get us out of the mess, man, to be honest, and we really got to do it, you know. So I, I'm back looking then forward it wasn't, to this it year. Wasn't cool to- Back then it wasn't cool to be a sellout, but now you can sell out, and and as long as you eating it, if you somebody say something about you, you hating, so it's like you don't know, you know what I mean. So all the limits is off, like you know what I mean. So, but 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 the OG triple OG cats, the cats that been in it, been through it, they got to stand up and say, nah, that ain't cool, that ain't fly, and it ain't because the niggas is old, it's just because that ain't handling. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you just got to really just put your foot down. 
I'm glad you said that, bro, because, you know, it has nothing to do with being old or, or not cool. Um, I got shot eight years ago right here in the hood celebrating the Lakers championship. I got a bullet in my hip to this day, you know. I, I done seen things in this neighborhood and that I grew up in and been a part of things that I necessarily didn't want to be a part of growing up, you know. But that doesn't mean that I have to, you know, um, how do you say, sell that to people as if that's a positive thing, as if it's okay you know, to, to you know what I mean, to to perpetuate the situation. And that's, you know, you got to give people hope, man. And you do that by doing just, and if you're in music, by just doing good music. Hip-hop used to give people hope, and it did that for many years, many years. And only recently has it been pegged negative. Well, it was like, it was like 9-11 came around, everything shut down, radio stations shut down, everybody had to, uh, Watch what they were saying. Watch what they was talking about. It couldn't be no violence spit out. So that that sped up this this high energy, this techno, this up this up tempo music, which is cool. This God God is, you know, you know all the all the up tempo, the black eyed peas, all that stuff. Um, that's that's concocted and created to take your take your mind off of what's going on in the streets, in the hood, murders, uh, robberies, home invasions, cars being broken, two chaos and destruction is around you. But hey, go to the club and have a good time because we don't want you to really think about this. We don't want you to think about these gas prices. We don't want we don't want you to think about these uh, yes. the more yep. the house you about to lose. We don't want you to think mm-hmm. about your car payments you might be, not be able to make. We want you to think about uh, Lady Gaga and uh, and uh, uh, I am what I am. Uh, I'm with the devil, but at the same time, I believe in God. Um, I'm going to dress the way I dress, and you're going to buy all my albums because I tell you to. And and there's it's real deal followers uh, that's that's going on that because it's escapism. Same reason they go see The Rock and go see, you know, at the WWE and WWF and all that is the same reason. It's like escapism. I don't want to think about, you know, my mom's is on dope. I don't want to. But the generation that know how to speak on it and write about it and talk about it, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna step up, pick up the mic, and, and, and dust off them, you know, dust off the mic, and, and say, "Fuck it, I gotta get back out there and do what I gotta do." You agree? Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Cause hip hop won't allow the environment that you just it, it can't because it's the truth. And whenever you're doing hip hop in that type of environment, and people are able to see the clean glass versus the dirty glass, they realize, "Well, I really don't want this." You know, and we have, we did a video for the single you just heard, man. I can't wait for you to see this thing, man. It'll be out soon, real soon. Give it so it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on YouTube uh, or it, World it, Star. I'll just say, I'll just say this: it will be everywhere. And uh, when you get it, when you check it out, when you see it, it's going to bring certain feelings back and things that you probably remember of those eras that you miss. And then that is what I hope that people would get from it to want something better that you would go out and make a change. You know, when you get that video, make sure you send it to me and I'll put it on soulkitchenradio.com. Oh, that's what's up. I sure will. I sure will. Yeah. Yeah, we just we got everybody to that, we yesterday. everybody so. that come on the show, man. Yeah. What was thank that? You, thank you, man. Oh, thank you for having me, brother. I really appreciate it. Hey, so Yo, did you celebrate 420 last week with, with everybody else? What was that? Did you did you have a nice 420 celebration last week with everybody else? Oh, unfortunately, no. I didn't celebrate the 420 this year. <laughs> okay. 
Hey, 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 yeah, Macho. Yeah, Hold on. I hear you. I hear Macho. Oh, yes, sir. I was trying to, let me tell you something, man. I, you know, I smoke when I want to. I'm, I smoke when I want to. I'm a grown-ass man, right? Uh, I was trying to enjoy my 420. You know, I we had just did a show. The promoter gave, gave, gave me a fat ooh-wop to, to, you know, to keep keep and roll with. And then I'm, then I'm on Twitter, right? And I think I saw a couple people that was tweeting, talking about it was Hitler's birthday. And by us celebrating 420, that we were celebrating Hitler's birthday. And, you know, that messed it up for me, bro, like, even though I smoke, but that's that's daily anyway. But that messed me up in my mind, bro. I can't celebrate 420 no more now that I know that that's Hitler's birthday. Like that just messed it up for me. Did you hear that? I had no idea. But maybe this will help you right here. Hold on, maybe this will help you out. Marijuana.
Nephew, happy birthday, man. It's your birthday, right? It's your, it's your birthday, right? Because you, before you, before you played it, you was like, you was like, you really didn't want him to play it, like it really wasn't your birthday. Well, well, my my birthday is actually officially tomorrow, but uh, ah, well, I got I got that story. Well, it's technically my birthday week, and my friend Diana, she was like, "All right, we'll get a bunch of people together. You got to come down to this one bar." So I came down to this bar. I came down to this bar, Martini's, the other day. It's like, "All right, they're getting ready for my birthday." I showed up. It's uh, there's nobody there. I'm like, all right, so I'm the only guy that shows up for my birthday celebration. So it's like, oh yeah, baby. So uh, so thank God it wasn't my birthday yesterday because it was painful. But uh, my oh. birthday is officially uh tomorrow. Ah, oh, that's big, man. Happy birthday, man. We just as long as Thanks, you got man. that in, you know, we we're not on the show tomorrow, but you know, at least we got that in today. We appreciate you, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah we're we're on the same day as uh, same day as Omizi's either. We missed that Friday, but happy birthday, man! You're on the same week. My few my man, you are a man, dog. Hey, yeah, what's your drink? What's your drink of choice? Like, what's your drink of choice? What do you drink? Do you drink? Yeah. <laughs> then we have like uh, tequila and Jaeger bombs. Oh my god. Yeah, I get, I get with that, but you know, I, I, I like. Uh, and maybe it's me getting older, but for some reason I like whiskey. Just you know, just a nice touch of uh, Jack, you like Jack Daniels? You know I do. Yeah, I do. It's all good stuff. Uh horrible. Hey, yeah. hey Omizi. Yeah. On uh I gotta say I gotta say what's up to Peter Parker. He was on the show last week. He's in the chat room right now. So <laughs> shout out to Peter Parker, Parker, man. Peter Parker. Hey, hey, Peter, Peter, Peter Parker, Peter Parker about, 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 and, and on the line in the chat room, Lord Euros is on the line calling from Virginia. What's up, Lord Euros? What's up, what's up, man? Chilling, chilling. What's happening? What's happening out on the West Coast? Oh, man, it's all good. Thanks for calling in, home. Wow. Yeah, I, I, remember, I, remember your, I remember that joint. Um, I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah, everybody remember that, that joint. Hey, when that, that come on, you gonna, everybody going to sing that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you do it so with dominoes? Dominoes? Dominoes. When you playing dominoes? No, no, that wasn't domino. Artists. That was Kilo. Domino was like the that other one. Domino was, here we go, yeah, here he we had go. The yeah, 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 Hey, but look, but look, I want to play this. Um, we some ninety cats for show. Look, I want to play this record, man. This is my partner from Strange Music. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm gonna come. Hey guys, I gotta get off the show and get a haircut. But um, it was great. It was great. The show went awesome today. Go ahead, man. Get groomed up, man. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, get some milk up. too. Happy birthday, me. Hit me up later, man. Hey, man, we'll do. All right, look. Check this out. I got, I'm gonna I got play this. Uh, I got little kids calling the show, so it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm about to play my homeboy Big School uh, from Strange Music. He sent me a song called "All I, All I Know Is Hood," and you know and he uh, this my this my fellow from Strange. So all I know is hood. Big School, man, y'all tune in Soul Kitchen Radio. Bitch, you're a 
hoodies and dickies, that's how I dress. Real spit, homie, you know me, I am a mess. White beat, diamonds be shining throughout my teeth. No sleep, hustling and grinding and trying to eat. Flame wired, all I desire is grimy shit. Flame fire out of the muzzle and chopper spit. Nice game, stay in my lane, a gutter bitch. Sick hips, loving my pain, but she ain't shit. Good rich, chef in the kitchen, I got that twist. So slick, planning and plotting my next lick. It's no different, it's all yicking. Drop it, lock it, rock it, I'm twisting it in the kitchen. Pistol pop a knocker, a chopper, it's all heat. Slapping, popping, dropping, more stopping if I don't need. Bobby Whitney, sticky, you're different, it all moves. Hustle, juggle, coke with the bubble, I can't lose. Chips, cheese, paper, and yaper, it's all bread. Grinders, grinders, hustlers, and bushes, we all fed. Bitches, bitches, witness, informing, this all the same. Shaking, baking, kidnapping, taking piss on his grave. Gang, bang, the name, I'm from the soil, rap game, nothing but flames, I got that oil, good to put the seeping and leaking like I'm a boyo, old school, tapping the food, that Delta Royal, playing speech, talk of the streets, I'm trying to teach, reach heat over these beats, expand my reach, Abdomen. 
Yeah, the wife of Miami Dolphins wide receiver Brandon Marshall stabbed, stabbed him with a kitchen knife, according to the police. Uh, Michi Nogami Marshall, so he got he got him an African chick, right? She married Brandon Marshall last July. She was arrested Friday night for aggravating battery with a deadly weapon. Um, very difficult time for Brandon and family. Thankful he will make a full recovery. Marshall's agent said in a statement, um, the Broward County Sheriff's Office arrest report noted that evidence of the crime scene did not support Marshall's earlier claim that his injuries has been caused by falling on a broken glass vase. Um, his wife, 26-year-old, was she was defending herself from Marshall, according to the report. She is being held in jail under a $7,500 bond. Uh, this isn't the first time the couple have been in trouble with the police. In March 2009, a fight between the couple who were engaged at the time resulted in Marshall's arrest for misdemeanor battery. Um, charges were dropped from that one. So they're going off in Miami. Man, if he ain't got no kids, he needs to go on and uh, go on and split from that one. If they don't yeah, have no so, babies, he needs to go on and let that one go. Yeah, definitely, man. So what's, what's going on? Have you heard? Is this news out there? Uh, in, in, in Miami Dolphins land? Oh, man. God, Brian, where you at, bro? Brian's getting a haircut. Why is he on the line? What what is it? Five, six, one, who is that? Uh, 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 I mean, we do have kids uh, on our line. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, we're done with that. So, and then also we got another. I got another story for you guys. Vote for your favorite mugshot. Um, U.S. lawman known as America's toughest sheriff. He released a series of mugshots online so the public can vote on their favorite sheriff, Joe Apario. He allows online users to browse through the photos of his website and then vote for the mugshot of the day. This is the same dude. That's known for dressing prisoners in pink underwear and feeding them green bologna. You guys seen this dude? Green bologna. Yeah, uh, yeah he's in Maricopa County, Arizona. Um, he came up with the mugshot of the day idea to give the public a voice in law enforcement. He hopes it will highlight the work of his officers and help solve more crimes by making people more aware of local offenders. Typically, the top picks are the most disheveled, unusual-looking suspects among those booked into this Maricopa County. Um, Sheriff Apario rose to fame in 93 when he started the Tent City Prison, which now holds nearly 2,000 prisoners serving their sentences under canvas wearing pink shit all the time. <laughs> wearing pink shit? They wear pink underwear and pink. They wear all hey, that pink I, stuff. Hey, you, hey, I actually seen I actually seen some of those mugshots, man. A lot of them are hilarious, bro, like, like and, and and you know what? There's so many like uh, entertainers, mugshots who get out there. If you're a criminal and you and you get arrested doing something, then I mean it is what it is. You're, yeah, that's public public domain, and it's your mugshot. Anybody can pull it up and look at it. So if you if you choose to take a, a ugly mugshot and, and it happens to be one of the top tens, then I mean I'm talking about hilarious. Like the number one dude, like. It was bananas, and some of them do, you know. So, uh, I guess it was some like some mental health officials that were trying to say that it was it was not good for them to put them up there, and like do. And I ain't no, you know, I don't preach for do. I don't vouch for uh, the sheriff, all, but 
on that part, that's that's comical. It's like when you if you get caught if you get caught with a prostitute, they put your picture up. So, you know, it's the same right. thing. You 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 know you it do something wrong, you, it's on the website. It they were just talking about that in Vallejo today, and so anybody that's listening to 707 in Vallejo, Fairfield, and you like to go down Sonoma and, and pick you up a little a little uh, treat or something, if you get caught and you get prosecuted, your face is going up on on uh, on a billboard. That's what they said this morning. Is that right? So, on a billboard, though, how much that cost? They put they put in that shit. I don't know. It costs the taxpayers money, so. So they don't care, but they putting the, they putting your face up on a billboard as a as a John that's been caught soliciting prostitutes. So that's don't not do good. It. Yeah, definitely. Remember, yeah, don't, I remember in Sacramento they used to send messages. They used to send uh, letters to your wife and stuff if you got caught. That was like a big thing yeah. they were doing out there. Is that right? Yeah. So they I think they want what they want to do because you know. Sacramento used to have prostitutes all up and down Oak Park Boulevard and, and Broadway Stockton, and all that stuff. Stockton Boulevard. Stockton yeah. Boulevard, and, and if they were to get if they got caught, they were sending they were first they'd arrest you, then they'd send a letter to your wife. So what they're trying to do is is tell these dudes that you're going to be not only you're going to get arrested, not only you're going to have a have a record in the law enforcement, but you're going to be thoroughly embarrassed. For, uh, as you should, as you should, right. as you should, as you should, straight up. What do you, what you think about uh, Lindsay Lohan? What do you think about Lindsay Lohan? She, uh, yeah, they, they dropped the uh, felony charges down to a misdemeanor. That little, that little necklace we was talking about, the ugly ass necklace, you know, was worth about two hundred dollars, and I know, not know thousand, two thousand dollars, like they were saying. So, but she did have to, uh, she did violate her probation because it was a misdemeanor. But she's on bail right now, and she and uh, it's looking like she gonna she probably gonna end up not getting no time and just you know continuing to be on probation. Probably pay a little fine, but um, it is they say calling it a witch hunt against the little the um, the judge as as going in and trying to. I mean, I never seen this much over a misdemeanor. I mean, it was a felony before, but the amount of money in the and and you know in the press. For somebody like a female that she just got a, all she has is a misdemeanor. Imagine just a misdemeanor, and now imagine all these people following you for a misdemeanor that you're not even going to end up going to jail for as, as bananas. Like I don't know what what she did and who she did it to, but she she is definitely on somebody's shit list. How you feel about that? What you think about that, Mike? About Lady Lohan? Oh, I think she, well, I think she's a crazy little mama. And uh, nothing she does will ever surprise me. So I mean, it just she just continues to find ways to stay in the spotlight. So I mean, that's you know. And I mean, I wish play, she she's supposed to play uh, the Gotti, like uh, the uh, Gotti's sister, right? The upcoming mm-hmm. movie with uh, John Travolta. How you feel about that? Man. I think. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I should, it should ban these people from Hollywood and give people like us a chance. I might like, let's let's get, let us get up there instead of the same ass crappy ass people that keep up. Let us go up there. Like, like it's like the crackheads are the crackheads are winning. The crackheads are winning. I know. <laughs> I, 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 she, are they gonna like put some like fake can on her or something? I mean, 
I mean, at least have somebody who is Italian play the role. I mean, that just right. it seems a little. I, bit, I, can't, front. Little I can't front. I can't front. I can't front though. She. I got I, it literally. You know, I got kids. I have three children. I literally have at least four movies in the collection right now that she's in. You know what I'm saying? Herbie the Love. Right. Uh, you know, like anybody that got children, like you front if you if you saying that your kids ain't sitting up there knowing who Lindsay Lohan is. I said it before. It was like I feel like it's somebody like did, like because she was about to, she was supposed to pose nude and do some new spreads like for, you know, Playboy and all that. I feel like Disney knowing you know like when they take one of the movies and you know about them Camacho when you take when they take they just took like three movies out the vault like two movies out the vault you know what I mean like and these is like must haves for any new like people who just just now got kids like who want their kids to come up on Disney movies because you know when you play that Disney movie. That's two hours you got to yourself because they're going to be sitting up there mesmerized, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like if they wanted to, they know, because, you know, it's like eventually you're going you're gonna to be like, ma'am, I can't, I can't have my kids support Lindsay Lohan because, you know, she's she's on dope or, or she was on dope and she's not a good role model. But if she would have did that, if she would have posed for Playboy, like it really would have been over. There's no way that you could have your kids watching Freaky Friday knowing that the freak is out there and is posed for Playboy. You know what I'm saying? It's like when Dana played Dana Plato from uh, Different Strokes posed posed dude is like after that like I can't watch Different Strokes no more and look at her the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you, you start yeah. you start uh, thinking, man, I wonder what Todd was doing. <laughs> he was killing oh, you know, that. It was <laughs> he was killing that. It was on that shit. You know, he was both on yeah. that shit and they had. They got it in, V, and Arnold was like, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> hey, I, I just got a, a, a newsflash from uh, from the, the president from the White House about the gas prices and uh, they're, right. you know how they're going up. So this is a newsflash. They just sent me this right now. I want you to check it out. Welcome to the gas pump of the future. If you would like to pay with your firstborn, please place them in the receptacle and push transport. Thank you. There you go, man. So everybody who, everybody in the future, you're gonna have to start paying with your firstborn at the gas pumps. Yikes! That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I think it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be a whole bunch of cars that are just gonna be empty, dude. Like, like I, I could, you could, like you just be seeing brand new cars, like big SUVs, just on the side of the road, just broke down, just because they out of gas. Yeah, I got I got another song that that I was gonna play, but it's too long. This dude he he redid Nelly, and he's talking about he's riding his bike, his gas, his cars on empty, and it's sitting. It's pretty funny, and we don't have enough time. I'll, I'll play that maybe next time. But I got I gotta play this. I gotta play this, Camacho. I gotta play my my partner Bueno. It is new new music Monday. This is my partner Bueno. He got a song oh, called baby. That Good. It's produced by the Stereotypes, featuring Lil Eddie. He from Sacktown. He represents Sacktown Heavy. This is my partner Bueno, man. Y'all get a bar of this. Dior heels, Dior bag, you moving mean. A 
beauty queen Like you just stepped out of movie scene You got that Megan good My, you got extra good Extra sophisticated But you extra hood You got that ill shake Girl, you got that milkshake That long hair, thin waist With that cute face Hey, you my candy girl Ain't nothing sweet as you I really dig your style I love the things you do Girl, you know you fine and that thing mine, life like a box of chocolates, and you my valentine, Miss Independent, she, she, she got her own, I chatting on the phone when I'm on the road, sipping margaritas, my girl is a diva, I'm a whiz like Khalifa, when she rolling my reefer, five star chick, I'm your guy, you Trina, we like Martin and Gina, Six right there, man. Straight from the nine one six. You know I support all these cats 
I support I support Wayno with noise music. I support, you know, the the cat biz cats, my partner Big Smooth, uh, B Smooth out there, you know what I'm saying? Everybody out here everybody out here trying to do what they gotta do and keep and, and keep it grinding in, in this recession. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's good that we you know, we got we got a ready we got a a vessel for us to put them on display and get them out there. You know what I'm saying? It's been a good show today. Everybody said their speech, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, Camacho is about to go over there on the Matterhorn and uh, with no hands. Or, or you, or yeah, what's, no, what's, what's, what's your favorite ride? What's your favorite ride, though? I'll be posting uh-huh. some stuff on Facebook, man. I, I, I write all that shit. What's your favorite ride? I like the I like Splash Mountain though. Like me and my daughter, man, we went on Splash. We went, we got there like eight. Like this was day two after after the first day. We was like, man, we finna get there early. We finna ride. We finna ride uh, Splash Mountain like five times. We and that's what we did. We got up early, you know, got up in there and we did and we did our thing. We um we rode that. You know when it get to you know you know you rode Splash Mountain before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I, when it say on it, man. when it say. You know when I say poor rabbit, that's when you know it is about two seconds away from going downhill. You smell me? Right, right. Yeah, I think my favorite ride I I really enjoyed uh, Space Mountain was like it's, it's the best, one of the baddest. The uh, the indoor hella dark roller coaster. You don't know where you're going. It's just hella different shits there. We haven't been there this year. We're not there yet. So so once we get in, I'll let you guys know all next week. And remind you, next week we got. Uh, Next week we got Elite Noel, Keisha Cole's sister, nephew will be calling in. Uh, it's going to be a good show. They're all following us on Twitter. Shout out to uh, At The Bay Elite and Elite Noel, and she has like a whole following that's going to be with us next week. So, so we're going to go Keisha Cole strong next week, and, and I'm looking forward to that. So, they've been tweeting that one for like three weeks now. Okay, that's big. Yeah. Well, another successful, another successful show down. Oh, what you got? Oh, and, and the week after that, we got uh, CEO Cheryl, Cheryl something. It's on. It's on the list, but she's from uh, CatchSocial.com. She's coming on, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to make a love connection. Oh, oh baby, that's gonna be a good one. And then I just had one more thing I wanted to play because because this is this has to do with. Um, What's going on in the in the in the NBA? You know, Kobe called that that referee a gay dude, right? So here's his apology. You have to take responsibility for your own actions. So it was, it was very important for me to be able to reach out and um, communicate how sorry I was and um, you know and apologize for it. I mean, it was just um, stupid and, uh, and ignorant. That's why it's very important for me to communicate uh, how sorry I am for using such a word. No more drugs for that man. Yeah, he ain't that man. We I just I just I just played some hoop earlier, man. You know when you playing basketball it's like dominoes, you can't take it serious, can't take it personal. You know, like I was watching basketball yesterday. I seen um I seen LeBron James. He got into it with uh, what's the dude that used to play for us, the big uh, the big white dude, and um he called him and, and he, I, I'm a professional lip reader. You smell me, so uh, Spencer Haas. Yeah. He, he, he fouled him hella hard. He fouled LeBron hella hard. LeBron turned around, turned around like he was gonna foul on him. Called him a bitch ass nigga. I read his lips and everything. He really did say it. 
called him a bitch ass nigga, and but and it's and and they played it a couple times in slow motion, but I, but they didn't say nothing about that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's just one of them. You could just what it is. Even though Spencer's hard, is not he's not black and all that. He turned. I'm talking obviously like you read the lips. You call him a bitch ass nigga. So I'm just saying that to say they need to just not even not even um, keep playing them. It's just like when you you know it's this people that is deaf. That, that are professional lip readers. So if you're going to censor the actual words, like if somebody said it and if somebody said if he actually had a mic on him and they and they and they and they, and they played it, they would they would just they would just not play it. They would just censor it. So it's the same with the with these words that they be saying. Like he know they knew what Kobe was saying. They should have censored those words. Just like when LeBron said, like you know, LeBron said what he said, they should have not showed that. Just like when Kevin when Kevin Garnett get off, they need to censor what he says when they show the slow mo of his lips saying pump pump this and woo 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 this and that. They need to censor all that and keep it all the way thorough. What do you feel about that? That's right. Yeah, I mean, but then, you know it is what it is. You know, I'm, whatever. <laughs> that's what I, that's all I say. They're just gonna get get along with whatever whatever's gonna happen is happening. I don't worry about stuff like that. Anyways, man, I gotta I gotta give you an applause, dog, because because you took the show. I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, you're out on Splash Mountain. We'll be out here grinding. So, Mike, Mike, get get happy birthday to you first of all, Mike and uh, and Omizi. You did a wonderful job today taking over the show, yeah, man. man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Man, and I could tell yeah. you did your homework. You 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 got everything you wanted to say, man. You you held it down nice. You you took the skilo and and you ran with that. And and best of all, as soon as you hit on SoulKitchenRadio.com, you are gonna hear parts by Big Old Measy featuring E40. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was big. Yeah, I, mean, I ain't gonna lie, that that was big though. We yeah. like when you click I mean, on that off. You played the show like a sweet, smooth, very metal music today. You know, just sweet, sweet and crisp, and it's good to the ears. Ears, sorry. That's right. That's from the right. from the so first from the first mute from the first mute of home chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, uh, she's a regular caller now, and thanks to everybody who <laughs> listened. Everybody, please go get that graveyard shift, that overtime shift, right there on SoulKitchenRadio.com, and don't forget the great communicator. That's right there on SoulKitchenRadio.com. And as soon as I w- find w- Dan Skolzerberg's w- stuff w- on w- Amazon. W- Hello. Yeah, as soon as I find Dan Skolzerberg's uh, uh, Mr. 3000 book, I'm going to put that up there on the site too. So so people get with us. We're going we're gonna to take over. We're going to be doing some big things on SoulKitchenRadio.com. It just got launched yesterday, so it's still brand new. And I'm, and, send, you and, I'm you, and I'm sending you guys the flyers today, so you'll get them. Okay, cool. But you're on vacation. Uh, I'm on vacation, man. So I'm yeah. I'm putting them in the mail. You'll get them, and I'll be back. I'll be back on Saturday, and then I'll be here ready for the show on Monday. All right. All right. Let's, let's do it, man. See y'all next week. Get the beat. Peace, y'all. Have a beautiful week. All, All right. right. Peace. See you guys.